0: Hello and welcome to the What The Heck podcast, a show that looks at mysteries and the unexplained. I'm your host, Glenn. Every week I look at something unexplained, telling a story or describing it, then look at the theories surrounding it. I won't give you any answers because I don't know them myself. I'll just give you what you need to decide for yourself. Research is done as academically as possible and references will be given after the stories. The episode this week is an unexplained phenomenon episode. This week, we're looking at the stone spheres of Costa Rica. In Costa Rica, people have found a set of stones. Not just any stones. These ones are spherical. They can be found on Isla del Caño and around the Ducuy Delta. There are over 300 of these spheres and are often called the Dequi Spheres due to the belief that the lost Dequi culture was responsible for them. The Ducuy culture first emerged in the valley of the Rio Grande de Taraba. Here, they established complex social, economic and political systems to govern their society. The region was first settled during the Sinancra period, which was around 1500 to 3000 BCE. These settlements were sedentary, meaning that they didn't move very much, if at all, and were very small. They were often farming communities and may have been egalitarian mixed with levels of tribal organization. The settlements had developed a chiefdom by the beginning of the Aguas Buenas period between 300 BCE and 800 CE. They had territorial divisions and exchanged goods with neighboring territories through trading networks. During this period, the earliest examples of sculpted stone appeared. These included stone cylinders, stones believed to be used as barrels, stone spheres, and depictions of people and characters. The settlements grew between 800 and 1500 CE during the Chiricahua period. They now spanned the plains around the Taraba River and its main tributaries. The settlements now contained large structures made using round-edged boulders. Areas of the settlement were paved, burial sites were created and maintained, and parts of the settlements had rectangular or circular mounds that had stone walls. During this same period, the Dequi reached the apex of cultural development. Their artisans created elaborate objects made of ceramic, bone and gold. It's believed that they also created the stone spheres, placing them in important places in their settlements, or in alignments in public places, or even along the road to the home of the ruling chieftain. The Spanish arrived in the region in the 16th century. Their accounts make no mention of the spheres during their conquests of the communities they encountered. In 1570, Parafán de Ribera, also gave no indication of the spheres in his reports of the indigenous settlements, suggesting that the Dequi had either abandoned their homes or succumbed to something. It's not a stretch to believe that they died, since explorers and the subsequent efforts to conquer the region introduced several diseases to the indigenous population that they never would have dealt with before. The spheres had been forgotten to time afterwards due to the lack of mention of them in the Spanish accounts and the flora of the delta retaking the area, creating a jungle. In the 1930s, the United Fruit Company began to clear the area to create some banana plantations and discovered the spears. The daughter of one of the executives, Doris Stone, went to investigate them. Her observations were published in American Antiquity in 1943. She later became the director of the National Museum of Costa Rica. Five years after Doris Stone's investigation, Samuel Lothrop, an archaeologist, went on an expedition. He met Doris, who described the strange stone balls she had found. Lothrop went to investigate himself. UNESCO, the World Heritage Agency, believes that they weren't looted because of the thick layers of sediment that had buried the spheres. They set up conservation for four sites that contain these spheres. They say that each site shows the impacts of agricultural development and looting, but the remaining materials are of outstanding universal value. Previous excavations of the site have only been limited to test sections and most of them were reburied after the excavations had ended. This was done to retain the authenticity of the site while searching for artefacts. One of the site's houses, the spheres, that have been confiscated from thieves due to their homes being unknown. Who created the spheres is unknown, but it's believed that it was the De But it still leaves the question of what the spheres were used for. Costa Rica has some stone spheres that had been lost to time for hundreds of years. Efforts to conserve the sites are underway, but nobody seems to know who made them or what they were for. During the initial investigations by Doris Stone and Samuel Lothrop, measurements were taken of the spheres. These measurements show that most of the stones are close to being perfectly spherical, and archaeologists believe the stones to be handmade. The stones are made of grandiorite. It's similar to granite and very hard. The belief is that the boulders were chosen because they were large and already somewhat round. They were shaped, they think, by using smaller rocks of the same stone. It's possible that the sculptors may have heated parts of the stones, then quickly cooled them off so that they could easily remove outer layers from them. Many of the stones still bear the marks of the tools used to shape them, showing evidence that they were created by people. But who those people were is unknown. Because the stones are smooth, it's believed that they were polished with sand or leather to achieve it. Their age is a mystery, and it's believed that they were made somewhere between 200 BCE and 1500 CE. Some people believe that the spheres were naturally formed, even with the evidence of tools. They think that the formation happened naturally in a riverbed through erosion. The problem with that idea is that it's highly unlikely for erosion to create such natural spheres. That leaves us with their purpose. It's completely unknown what they were used for, leaving us with speculations of what they might be. One popular speculation is that the stones were used to make astronomical observations, or maybe as compasses. Archaeologists even think that they might be a representation of the solar system. Another famous theory that they were used as a status symbol. It's thought that they may have been placed in front of the homes of prominent people. This isn't too far of a stretch, since we believe that they adorned the path to the chieftain's home. The reasons for being a prominent person are also speculated. It could have had something to do with knowledge, control over labour, or even power the stones outside their homes would likely have been set into moulds. Today, the spheres can be found in front of the homes of wealthy people in Costa Rica. Some have been moved to the museum near their original home. One can even be found in the courtyard of the Peabody Museum at Harvard University. We're still no closer to figuring out what the stones were used for, but people are still looking into it. You never know, the mystery may be solved soon. The story from this episode came from a heritage daily article called the mysterious stone spheres of costa rica the unesco page about the spheres, and a historic mysteries article called who made the stone spheres of costa rica and why the theories from this episode came from the historic mysteries article and a wonderopolis article called how were the stone spheres of costa rica made References for the episode and links to studies will be posted on social media for you to have a look at. Social media links are available using the link in the episode description. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and will be working on the YouTube versions of the episodes in the next week. These videos will be cut down to view on TikTok if you'd rather consume them in smaller portions. I have a Patreon, but I'm still deciding what to post on it this season. There is a £3 tier if you want to support me anyway. The link to the Patreon is also in the link tree, and as before, you're welcome to pledge more than £3 a month, and I'll find something extra special for the people that do. My email address is also in the episode description if you want to send me spooky stories, unexplained events, or even mysteries you want me to look at. If I get enough, I'll set up some listener episodes to read them. Please don't hesitate to email me if you have any corrections or issues with things that I've said. Once I've seen the email, I'll make sure to correct myself. This week's Creature Feature will be out on Saturday. And next week's episode will be out on Wednesday, March the 8th. So hold on until then.